Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the pod. Let's get it. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. Get it. Maybe. Maybe I can. If you on this channel, you're on this pod, give your boy five stars. Let's go. Mm. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. 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 Maybe first class. Uh. The big broadcast. The big broadcast with your host. <laughs> big baby Jake. Uh. 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 Uh, 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 let go, let go. You can't out for me. <laughs> Let's start off with that, man. I love that song. I love that song. That, I really rock with the song. Let me let me keep playing that, man. Come on, man. We can go on first class. Let's make it happen, bro. We giving good, sweet, sweet semen on this side. Let's go. Keep going. Keep flowing, Jack. Mm. Hey. Hey. Uh huh. Huh. Gang. Man, this might be a whole Jack Harlow concert. <laughs> Shouts out Jack Harlow, man. This song goes in, but let's let's start it. Let's get it popping, man. Let's talk about the big broadcast. Let's talk about the pod, man. Again, I want to thank everybody. Who chose to be first class by listening to the spot. You are first class. Okay. And I appreciate the hell out of you individuals. Who took time out of your day to say. Hey. I'm going to support. And I'm going to check out this pod. Because y'all keep me going. Right. You know. And at the end of the day. You know. I thought about doing this pod so many times. You know what I'm saying. Got encouraged. Discouraged. But hey. I decided to. You know. Invest. Record. And actually pull through. Um, not just because of me, but because a lot of people who believed in me and said, hey, we, we, we see something you can do. And I appreciate y'all so much. You know, obviously the numbers are not what I would like, but I'm going to work towards it, man. Every journey has a start, man. You don't start as a champion. You work hard. You put in the work and time and effort to become a champion. And I'm so thankful that y'all trust me enough to come here and check out this pod and show your boy some love. You know what I mean? So let's get into it, man. You know, on this podcast, we talk about current events, man. And I got to talk about something that the Instagram peoples decided to vote on. And that's something really important we got to talk about right now. Obviously, I'm a man and I talk about a lot of men's issues, not only on my podcast, my YouTube, my Patreon, subscribe to both, show love to both. Links inside the description of this pod. But let's talk about Johnny Depp. Let's talk about Johnny Depp, man. It's been in the news for the past week. Johnny Depp defamation case against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Right now, if y'all ain't been in the loop or y'all not paying attention, it's okay. This is trivial. This is basically celebrity gossip. And I like covering celebrity gossip because it's a microcosm of human life and human nature. Right. And I try to have a message behind it. I'm not trying to say I'm some wise guru or whatever, but I have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom off a lot of experiences. And I, I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't care how this sounds. I think I have a lot more experience than a lot of 26 year olds my age. You feel me? But I'm going to go with this, man. Johnny Depp has this defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, who claimed or put abuse allegations against him, right? Against Johnny Depp. And it caused him to lose a lot of gigs, a lot of jobs in Hollywood, right? Being pronounced an abuser in that Hollywood matrix, right? Makes you think, makes people, producers and people in power executives say, hey, we're not going to touch that. Meaning, a lot of projects that Johnny Depp had been planning to do in terms of movie projects were canceled 
after Amber Heard said that he was abusing her about to in about 2016 that's when her, her first accusations came out they got divorced around 2018 but you know johnny said hey man no man you defamed my character and matter of fact uno reverse card you used to abuse me right so what he did johnny depp is that he accused her of abusing him right and the most damning piece of evidence to this meaning the point the, the thing that proves this the most was when johnny decided to go record one of his many arguments with Amber Heard where she admitted to abusing him. She admitted to beating him, right? Hitting him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why am I talking about this? Because we have a culture, right, where we only see women or we've been brought up to believe that only women are victims. Completely wrong. Completely and 100% wrong. We've been brought up in a culture, especially in recent times, that says that men are predators, abusers, and terrible people. Absolutely MF and not. And you know what? This starts young, man. This starts young where men are socialized, young boys are socialized, that they are bad, period. Right? That they are the dumber species right there's this whole saying that women mature faster than men and to a certain degree it is correct it is right like literally physically women mature faster you know what i mean like that's not even a question right but there's always these narratives that are brought up when boys are growing up oh you're not as smart oh these things these things these little micro forms Oh, men are boys will be boys type of shit like that that makes men seem diminished. And then it progresses in life where you go to a place like university or college or high school where men are constantly demonized. And I'm not saying that men are victims because there's there's definitely women who go men, women as a gender in general go through a lot, too. I'm not trying to diminish what they go through. I'm just trying to point a light at how the entire world or a lot of the world believed amber heard over johnny depp when in reality johnny depp was the one who was getting abused because it starts from young you feel me you can't go from step one to step eight in one step bro you have to understand that there's a progression so when boys are socialized especially in the western culture that boys are less than in a lot of ways right maybe not physically because men in general are physically stronger and dominant but in other areas where women are being pushed oh she's you know she's got it all beauty and brains you know what i'm saying she's yes queen culture you know what i mean finesse culture the megan and stallion culture the city girl culture you know that culture of being a boss ass bitch you know what i mean i talk about it all the time on my youtube and you know what i've garnered a, a pretty good male following and i know that mostly women listen to this podcast but we have to acknowledge right that there's a been a culture shouts out to the women who listen to the spot i love y'all jay loves y'all um there is a culture that makes men and demonizes men especially in recent times why is that why is that i can go deep into it i can go deep into it but i'm not going to <laughs> y'all gonna have to go on patreon for that but i'm gonna say this it's a progression it's a progression to the point where a man like johnny Depp, who's never had been accused of abuse who's had a pretty upstanding reputation he's been known as a quote-unquote good guy his entire career this man is in his 50s man like if there was rumors of him being abusive, his ex-girlfriends would have came out. If he had been known for being some kind of crazy guy, terrible uh, boyfriend or husband or anything like that, don't you think multiple women will come out? This is why guys like R. Kelly have been canceled. You know what I mean? It's, this is why R. Kelly is in jail because it's not just one girl who said that she he, she was abused by him. It's not just one underage teenager that said that she was dealing with him. No, it was multiple over spanning more than 20 years. You feel me? 
And for me, in the past, I have said that, hey, we got to also look at the parents who helped perpetuate this. I never said that R. Kelly was innocent at all. I've literally got in arguments with friends who got mad at me and said, hey, I'm not rocking with you off your R. Kelly take. It is what it is, right? That's why we have situations like Bill Cosby. Almost 70 women said that he drugged and abused them, right? Now, in this situation, why am I talking about Johnny Depp? Because there's usually a pattern. If you're an abuser, you don't randomly become an abuser in your 50s. If you abuse women, if you beat up women, you've probably been doing that since you was a teenager in your 20s. You're also pathetic for that. Let's start off with that. And if you're a woman who beats up on men like Amber Heard admitted on a freaking call, you are terrible and you're a piece of trash and you deserve as much jail time as possible. If you're a woman who lies about being abused, you deserve as much jail time as possible. If you're a woman who lies about being molested or sexually abused, you deserve all the jail time possible. You know why? Because this society from law, from uh, the criminal justice system, uh, from just societal norms, they are we are conditioned to think that men are always the perpetrators and the predators bro that men are always doing the bad things the crime let me tell you something man if you do some research you'll start to learn that women abuse men physically and emotionally way more than than is reported yes there is high rates of male abuse from women physical and emotional but you won't find that out why won't you find that out it doesn't fit a narrative it doesn't fit narrative see when you see dr phil right on tv he's always gonna bring in some scummy piece of trash guy who's beating up on his wife or girlfriend has he ever done a special on men being abused by women? Absolutely not. <laughs> and if he has, then it didn't pop off. Why? Because we've been conditioned to think one way, right? Now, why don't men come out and talk about these things? Because men are, we are in a culture that tells men, suck it up, be a man. And that's not toxic masculinity or toxic culture that comes from men. No, no, no. Women perpetuate this as well. Women perpetuate this as well. Now, why is that? I'm not saying that this whole toxic masculinity thing is necessarily always bad because masculinity is not always bad. Masculinity is not bad at all. It's just that we've been conditioned as men to suck up the abuse and be okay with it and perpetuate it and continue it. But this is a Uno reverse card. And what Johnny Depp is doing He's fighting back on somebody who put dirt on his name and ruined his reputation, thus losing him money and job and earning potential. See, what's happening now that I really like is that men are finally standing up. Men are saying we not gonna, we're not going to take it. We're not just going to sit here and lay down and let anybody put dirt on our name, anybody abuse us, anybody falsely accuse us of things that we did not do this reminds me of the chris brown case about a month ago there was this crazy stalker girl who accused chris brown of abusing her sexually so then what chris brown did is he pulled out a bunch of texts from the same lady that proved that she was a stalker did this woman ever go to jail or get charged absolutely not why would she <laughs> this is the society we live in but I'm happy that Chris Brown exposed that. First and foremost, Chris Brown, please stop dealing with crazy ratchet bitches, please. Let's start off with that, okay? And for two, this woman who put dirt on Chris Brown's name should have been in jail, should have been charged with something. But I'm telling you, this is something that perpetuates in our culture, starting with the criminal justice system, then goes back to media, and then goes back to how we're getting raised as kids, as boys. Right. That's how you get Johnny Depp, who was being physically and mentally, even emotionally abused by his wife. 
his ex-wife for a matter of six years that they were dating. Literally, literally, that's what's been going on, right? And everybody ignores it and nobody cares until he says, uh-uh, I'm taking you to court, bitch. And good, and good. And I encourage every man who's listening to this podcast and women who are compassionate and caring, please speak out. Please speak out. Please be open to listening to your boyfriend, husband, male friends, brothers, cousin, please, even fathers. Because men go through a lot of things that we don't talk about, right? And you know what? It's because we're not naturally like that, not only in our biology, right? We're not naturally like that even in our culture, in Western culture. You know what I'm saying? Think about immigrants. I'm an immigrant, right? We are not taught to talk about things. We're taught to protect and provide our families, which men have been doing since the beginning of time. It's literally in our DNA. But these things are being abused. These things are being uh, uh, subjugated to female hatred and mistrust. and, and, And all these things have caused men... To not only not talk about these things, to not only move away from these things, it's literally caused men to see these injustices happening to other men and say, hey, hey, we're not even going to play the game. We're not even going to play the game. What do I mean by that? I mean, that's Johnny Depp situation of a man getting abused, right, by his girl, his wife, his girlfriend. It's not uncommon. (laughs) it's definitely not uncommon so a lot of men have decided to not get married a lot of young men now there's a progression that's happening in our society if you look at the university admissions ratings right since the 1980s right that was the last time that men were in the united states this is from the united states that was the last time that men had been Equally or more admitted in university as women. Ever since the 1980s up to now, it's always been women going to university more than men. Right? Now, why is that? Why is that? It's because men do not see a value in post-secondary education. Men are underachieving in that realm. Men are significantly underachieving in uh, in, in, you know, court in the corporate world significantly. And men are leaning towards the trades and things that are more hands on. Now, look, that could be a biological reason because men are more inclined to do hand physical work. That's just how we are. But also it's a simple fact that men and boys are going away from the quote unquote mainstream culture or mainstream ideal of how society scripting life what do i mean by that men are not getting married especially young men men are barely even getting in relationships period men are not having children a lot of young men are choosing not to there's literally a movement called men going their own way megtow right and why is that it's very simple it's very simple men have been demonized and have felt like a we don't matter, so why should we try, right? Why should we try? Now, why is that? Let's go a little deeper. It's because there's not been a huge lack of masculinity, especially in Western culture, right? And that starts especially from the home. Fathers are deciding not to be real fathers. Fathers are deciding to leave the home. Divorce rates rising all the time. Men are deciding, hey, F this. I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to do me. You feel me? Now, is that wrong? Absolutely. Now, what's the biggest example of this? Look at the black community. I talk about this all the time, and I'm not alone in this. It sounds like a, you know, random ass talking point that I keep on talking about all the time. If you read or you watch my YouTubes, read my blogs, watch my YouTube on my Patreon, my Patreon people. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are the real ones. Y'all are my MVPs. I love you guys. But if you look at the black community, right, the lack of fatherhood, the lack of male leadership, 
has literally deteriorated the black community. Why is it the most young black men want to thug it out and, and go to the streets? Why? Because why? It's very simple. The OG, you know, the guy you look up to is a drug dealer. The dude you look up to is a pimp. He has the most money in the community. Your mom's is working 30. I'm sorry, not 30. <laughs> That's too reasonable. Mom's is working 50, 60 hours a week to pay the rent, right? And you have no parental supervision at the house other than watching your third music video from BET. You're you're seeing you're on the Internet watching all kind of TikToks of these ratchet hoes and all these dudes who are talking about, oh, I'm balling because I sold half a brick. That's what's happening. How does this relate to Johnny Depp? Very simple. There is a huge lack of male, good male leadership in this entire society. Right. Which leads men, especially young men, to decide, hey, I'm just going to forge my own path without any kind of guidance. And when you get constant narratives of saying, hey, from, you know, mainstream society, mainstream media, from society in general, just putting a lot of men down, you say, hey, F it. I'm not going to follow the societal script. Do you know how many young men I know who aren't even trying to go to university, aren't trying to go to college. They're just working. They're just working without a single direction in life, right? Because they have not been given the proper guidance, right? And this goes back to Johnny Depp for the simple fact that Johnny Depp is an alcoholic and a drug addict, right? He's in his 50s. He's a father, right? He's an alcoholic and a drug addict. And why is he an alcoholic and a drug addict? Usually, if you're an alcoholic and a drug addict, you have deep issues and you use those drugs and that alcohol as an escape. You're using it to cope. Right. It's a coping mechanism. Right. And I'm not surprised that Johnny Depp is, you know, going to court for the defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard, because what he's realizing is that the abuse he got from Amber Heard led him to do more alcohol and more drugs because he has a deep psychological issue that he needs to fix and work out. Right. A lot of young men, a lot of men, period, deal with deep issues. Hey, man, I put I played that Jack Harlow clip at the beginning. Yo, a lot of dudes are not going in first class up in the sky. You feel me? Some dudes use sex to cope. Some some dudes use bitches to cope. Some some dudes use money to cope. You know, some guys use Percocets and drugs to cope. Michael Jackson, Prince, Mike Tyson, great men, Elvis Presley. Right. But people are not invested or even interested in finding out the deep reasons. Why is Kevin Samuels popular? Because what Kevin Samuels did and a whole sector of other YouTube creators and people in this thing called the so-called quote-unquote so-called manosphere, you feel me, are coaching men and trying to give that male leadership something that's lacking in this society, right? And we've been twisted and we've been hoodwinked. We, we, we've been finessed into thinking it's normal not to have good male leadership. It's normal not to have solid male leaders, right? Let me tell you something, man. Why did they kill Malcolm X? I'm going off today. Why did they kill Martin Luther King? Huh? Why did they get rid of Huey P. Newton? <laughs> Why did they get rid of Tupac? Right? Because these are great leaders. Great. Why did they kill John F. Kennedy? Robert F. Kennedy. See, these are men of power and influence who are going to do great things for not only society, their immediate society, but for the world in general. Right. And they had a danger. They were a danger to the mainstream establishment. Right now, I could go deeper. I'm not going to. OK, go on my Patreon for that. I, I'm not. I'm just frankly not going to do it. OK, but there are deeper levels to this. Right. There's something there's a term saying that 
one man can change the world. And this is not necessarily a gendered issue. A great woman can change the world, right? But there's something impactful about a great man changing the world, right? And men have been so put down in modern society that a guy like Kevin Samuels represents that great man, right? A guy like Johnny Depp represents a great man, right? Now, we don't know the deep issues that he has. He's obviously, these court records are proven and he's even admitted to it. He's a drug addict and a, you know, and an alcoholic, point blank period, right? But he is a fantastic actor. Ain't nobody watching Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp. Let's keep it a bean. Let's just keep it real. Willy Wonka was actually not a bad movie. Edward Scissorhands, great movie. You know, Demon Barber or Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber. I really like that movie, personally. You feel me? Now, is he going to win this defamation lawsuit? Probably, yes, because Johnny Depp has better lawyers than Amber Heard. Right? But I'm very happy that he even decided to go into this defamation suit because it exposes a part of our society. And we can go deeper into this about manhood and masculinity and how that's been put down a lot. We can also talk about men themselves not stepping up. There's deeper reasons to that, of course. But men also have to take the active step. I, I, I'm saying this. Men are not perpetual victims. We are all not perpetual victims. We can decide to stand up and do our own thing. And I could go off on this topic for three, four hours with accurate research and great sources. I'm f I ain't finna do that. I will do that on Patreon eventually. I'm not finna do that on podcast for free. I love y'all. But go on the link. Join the Patreon. I will go on that. deeper on that. I'm telling y'all right now. I hope that Johnny wins. I think he'll win. But men can be abuse victims too. It's just that men, unlike women, are quiet about it and don't talk about it. Men are also rape victims, and we don't talk about that. And men don't talk about that. But that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That is a real thing that this world is not ready to acknowledge. Right? And I'm happy that Johnny Depp and this whole case is showing the other side. And that's what I try to do with all things that I post. All things that I try to do, right, is point the other side. So let's find out what happens. You know, I hope that Johnny beats this case. I hope that if Amber herself had been abused by Johnny, I hope that she gets some kind of justice. I'm not going to lie. But I hope that if it comes out fully, as it already has, really, actually it already has, she's literally said on a recording that she has abused Johnny Depp. She literally said that. She said that. This is an open and shut case. Right. I hope that he gets any money he wants from that defamation. I hope that he clears his name because putting smut and that abuse label on a man is the death sentence, bro. That's it. Just an accusation can end a whole uh, a man's uh, uh, career. Real talk. His life. Real talk. Real MF and talk. And you know what? I hope he gets the justice. Johnny gets the justice he deserves. And if Amber had been any kind of abused by Johnny, hey, I hope that he gets some justice he deserves too. But what can we learn from this again? I'm going to repeat what I said again. Check in. If you're a woman, listen to this. Check in to your male relatives, somebody you care about who's a man, your husband, your father, your boyfriend, your brother your cousin check in on him because men go through things but we don't talk about it like that and men don't be afraid to reach out for help with someone you really trust you really really trust i'm not capping somebody who you love and trust point blank period you know what i mean but somebody you can definitely not trust is whack 100 let's talk about it <laughs> okay now this is kind of goofy but not really but i'm gonna finna talk about it man we finna talk about it um whack 100 whack 100 is a hip-hop manager he manages the game uh he manages ray j uh, i believe he currently manages takashi 69 so 
earlier this week, I believe it was on a Tuesday, uh, WAC 100 was on a podcast, DJ Academics' podcast, with Hazan Campbell and Takashi, right? So, who is Hassan Campbell? Hassan Campbell is a hip-hop YouTuber, right? DJ Academics is a hip-hop media figure, right? Uh, he's beyond a YouTuber. He's a hip-hop media figure. So, what happened is that they had a you know podcast with Takashi 69 It seemed to well, go well, but eventually, you know what I'm saying, Hassan Campbell, sorry, WAC 100, asked Hassan Campbell about, yo, uh, you know, I heard that you have been abused by a guy called uh, Africa Bambada. If you don't know who Africa Bambada is, he is one of the founders of hip hop. He founded him and his group, the Zulu Nations, used to host parties in the Bronx in the 1980s. Right. And they used to play around with uh, DJ screws and spinning. They had an MC host and those parties were known as the beginning of hip-hop they formed the genre called hip-hop which was a mix of disco at the time and uh you know speaking on tracks right the 80s was known for disco the thing about african man Bada, he was with the leader of that group the zulu nation uh he was a dj back in the day and african man Bada was accused in the past i think five six years of abusing and molesting boys right back in the day Hassan Campbell was one of his victims. So, naturally, WAC 100 said, hey, man, why, why you, you know, was that consensual or were you actually a victim? Hassan Campbell said, yeah, I was a victim, right? So, WAC was like, okay, why didn't you get your retaliation? Let me keep, give y'all some perspective. WAC 100 is a pyru, a blood pyru from Compton, L.A., Right? Not Compton, sorry, just uh, Los Angeles. He He's a gang member, right, in his 50s. Crazy, but true. Uh, Hassan Campbell, he used to be a gang member, plus he's from New York, and he's, you know what I'm saying, he's very street-oriented, right? So this beef, so basically it was very respectful on the podcast, and this beef, escal this beef escalated because uh, uh, WAC100 goes on this app called Clubhouse, and talks very greasy, very disrespectful about Hassan Campbell. And then they end up arguing on that application called Clubhouse. So guess what Hassan Campbell does? Right after Hassan goes on his own YouTube and leaks audio of a call that he had with WAC 100 when they were cool. And in this call, WAC 100 talks about Nipsey Hussle. He disrespects Nipsey Hussle, says Nipsey Hussle dead rapper you know legend in la great artist that nipsey hustle was possibly gay nipsey hustle has been dead for three years y'all right nipsey hustle was gay and that he used to run run a train on his former wife you feel me lauren london so this created a whole drama a whole thing for about still going on to this day till now they're still arguing about it and talking about it what does this tell you and me? It tells you that me, you and me that hip-hop media figures, people who are surrounding hip-hop, are getting more clout than the musicians, right? So the culture of hip-hop has transcended beyond just the music. I, I'm just going to keep it real, man. Most modern hip-hop is trash, bro. Modern hip-hop music, is most of it is trash. Is it fun to turn up to? Yes. Is it fun to go to a little turn up to and have fun, have some drinks, dance around? Yes. That's what modern hip-hop is. Is it classic, timeless music? Absolutely not. <laughs> a lot of this is bubblegum music, period. That's why the figures like Asan, Wag 100, even Takashi, it's a comical figure. His music is butt cheeks. <laughs> Let's just be real. It's butt cheeks. But that's the state of the culture right now. We are more invested and interested in hip hop figures than actual musicians. Even that Jack Harlow track, it's a good bumping track. It's sampled Fergie, glamorous, right? And that's one of the reasons it's even really good because it sampled an actually good song. You feel me? Jack Harlow, why do remix songs sound so good in hip hop? Because older tracks are better, period. Point blank, period. That's what it is. They're not making timeless music. That's why media figures in hip-hop are even more uh, uh, 
respected and they get more money. A guy like Academics makes more money than most rappers. So does Hassan, so does Wack 100. They make more money than 90% of the rappers you listen to. Let's start with that. Let's go back to the main point, though. This proves that another thing is that Wack 100 is very snakish. Apparently, he was extorting Nipsey Hussle off of sex tape he has with Laura in London. Apparently, he was extorting and, and strong arming Wallow and Gilly who are two great podcasters, hip-hop podcasters, that really inspired me to start this podcast. Apparently, he's strong-harming and extorting Adam22, who's a media figure and and owner of No Jumper, one of the biggest hip-hop brands in the world, right? And what this teaches us is be careful who you trust. On both ends, though, on one end for Hassan, he trusted and was vulnerable towards a guy like Wack 100 when he was talking about his abuse on the podcast, right? He trusted him that he would be some kind of respectful, but Wack 100, like always, was incredibly disrespectful. And, and he took the disrespect even harder on another application, on another platform over the internet. And then you have a lack of trust on the other one. And be careful who you trust because Wack 100 trusted Hassan in a private conversation and said hey this is what i know about nipsey hustle these are things that are going on in la politics that i know you feel me so what that trust that wack 100 had with hassan during the phone call was destroyed but let me tell you how smart hassan is i'm not a big fan of hassan but i like hassan a lot he's very entertaining hassan campbell decided to put their entire phone call on his patreon and now his patreon is blowing up because this is a viral story <laughs> you know what i'm saying so what's happening now is that he uses a moment to make money here's what's happening man in hip-hop culture we have this thing about being a street dude being tough being hard quote-unquote hard this can go back to the beginning of the pod where i talk about masculinity and stuff like that but i'm not gonna go that deep let's keep a surface level Hassan Campbell and Wack 100 are very similar because they try to put out this hard gangster image when in reality, both are pretty much family men and businessmen. Why are you trying to be a media guy, make a podcast, make YouTube videos, go on Clubhouse, right? Then simultaneously, you try to be a street guy. Oh, I'm on Piru. Oh, oh, I'm from I'm from Bronx, Bronx River. You know what I'm saying? Uh, snot box. It's just snot box rocked. Right? And then simultaneously, she tried to be a businessman. Like, what? See, I don't even like Jay-Z like that. I respect him. I don't like Jay-Z like that. But Jay-Z doesn't rap about selling bricks and Marcy Projects no more. Okay? Yes, does he sound sometimes out of touch? Talking about Basquiat and all that other artsy crazy-ish? Yes, but guess what? He's a billionaire because what he decided to do is become a businessman and not stick to being a a street dude. Like, choose what you want to be, Hassan Wack 100. Choose what you want to be. See, that's where my respect for DJ Academics comes in because DJ Academics said, hey, I'm not going to be a street guy. I know who I am. I'm a nerd dweeb, right? I am a nerd dweeb, and I'm going to stick in this lane. That's what I'm going to be. I'm not a street dude. I'm not a gangster. I'm a fat, hamster-looking, nerd dweeb. And he's stuck to that. Right? See, let me tell you something. What Wack 100 is doing has been done many times in hip-hop. Hip-hop has a big history of extortion. Big history of extortion. Because if you think about hip-hop in itself, it is a urban street culture. It's a culture of people who were oppressed, people who were poor. If you think about New York in the 1980s when hip-hop emerged, New York in the 1980s was a shithole, bro. New York in the 1980s, niggas were getting killed all the time. There was a there was the crack pandemic, man. The crack era. You know what I'm saying? Like it, The whole like ghettos and areas in New York were literally created because of a drug called crack cocaine that was immigrated in those neighborhoods by the CIA. But we ain't going to talk about that. But 
at the end of the day, what was happening was in this culture of hip hop, right? There was a huge criminal element. Okay. How did Jay-Z fund Rockefeller when he created it? He was selling crack and cocaine with Dame Dash and Biggs Burke. That's how they funded Rock Nation. Sorry, Rockefeller. Uh, Cash Money Records funded by Street Activity. You feel me? So I wouldn't be surprised if WAC 100 is truly extorting a bunch of guys in the hip hop scene. He's a gang member. Admit to it on Pyru and speaks about it all the time on the phone like police and feds are not watching. John Gotti got caught on the phone, bro. John Gotti was one of the biggest gangsters in New York. Got caught on the phone, bro. So see, what I'm what you have to learn is that in hip hop there is a huge street element, okay? And that's the facts. And that's the facts. But my thing is instead of being in the streets why don't you decide to be a businessman and go and get you some money that's what 50 cent did that's what p, p. diddy did that's what andre sorry dr dre did some of the richest figures in hip-hop master p did that master p was a street dude and decided hey i'm just gonna shift towards business and make this money and then forget that street life forget trying to prove that i'm the biggest super thug gangster you feel me it is what it is it definitely is what it is and you know, hopefully, WAC 100 and, you know, Hassan figure it out. But I think as grown men, these dude have, dudes have egos. I hope it doesn't get to violence. But the way these guys are so volatile and emotional, I think it might. And I hope this blows over, man. We got to learn, hey, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, man. Know when to walk away. I don't even know which country singer said that, but that's bars. Okay, well, let's let's end this off on some real bars, man. Let's talk about let's talk about Colin Kaepernick, man. Let's talk about sports, man. You know what I mean? Colin Kaepernick, right, was interviewed by, I believe it was the I Am Athlete podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall and uh, Ocho Cinco and another dude who I don't really know him like that, but he's a journalist, he's a sports journalist. Uh. About his uh, coming back to the NFL. His comeback to the NFL. Now, keep in mind, Colin Kaepernick is damn near 35. I'm just going to Google it right now and, and let you know how old he is, right? But Colin Kaepernick is not, he's 34 years old. Now, Colin Kaepernick is, now, I, I wrote a lot about him, right? For me, I think that when he decided to uh, take a knee, right? Uh, against police brutality and things going on in the United States against black men, black women, black folks, right? Racial injustice. It was brave. It was brave. It was definitely brave. And I salute what he did, right? He he literally stood up, right? And did something different. And I'm always respect him for that. He put his career on the line, literally. Now, Let's have some context. Context matters, right? Now, let me tell you why context matters. Very simple. Colin Kaepernick was riding the bench and Blaine Gabbert was starting in front of him. Why? Because Colin Kaepernick was not performing really well for the 49ers, right? He was not... He was not getting as many yards running uh, on the ground, not passing as many good footballs. He was, he had been dealing with injuries, meaning he had lost his role as a starter for San Francisco 49ers. And that's when he started kneeling. Now, the, I believe that that escalated his thoughts about racial injustice. I believe he had that in him. Keep in mind that, you know, Kaepernick was adopted, right? So he never really got to meet his uh black father uh and it's implied that his mother was white and now he was uh adopted in a white household right shouts out to them right now ultimately ultimately i think it was brave because a lot of people during that time when colin took a knee i think it was about 
2016, there was a bunch of Trayvon Martin. It just happened a bunch of racial injustice. Now, I will talk about, you know, organizations like uh, Black Lives Matter and things like that on my Pushing P podcast on Patreon. As I told you, I'm telling y'all, man, the real ish happens on Patreon, bro. Link in the bio. Y'all know what to do now. I think that he was never a leader. He was an activist, right? And we have to understand that activists and leaders are not always the same thing. See, you can be an activist and not be a leader. You can, and this is where a lot of things got conflated, where people expected Colin Kaepernick to be. Colin Kaepernick is not a leader. Colin Kaepernick is a football player who has a conscience and said, hey, I'm not just going to sit around like nothing happened. Nothing's going on to you in the United States, right? Racial injustice and racism has been happening in the United States ever since it was created. Some could argue it's created off that. You know what I'm saying? And no, globally, there is racism, racism and injustice against black people. Point blank, period. I talk all kinds of ish about that on my pot on my push and pee podcast on Patreon. Y'all better go on that. I tell y'all, right? We can't deny that. We can't deny those facts. But my suspicion is that if Colin Kaepernick had not been benched, he would not have knelt down. Or he would have been shy about it. Why do I say that? The NFL did try to engage with him in talks of how he can help support initiatives that NFL would back. He didn't go to those meetings. He didn't want to participate. Right? He got blackballed from the league which is obvious everybody knew knew that right because even though he's not a starter which i don't believe he is he hasn't played professional football in damn near seven years okay but he's talented enough to be a backup he's had opportunities to be backup he never took them right he never took them he realized it was backballed which was true and sued the nfl and won Good. Won millions and millions of dollars. Good. Netflix special. Money. Good. Shoe deal from Nike. Money. Good. Right? But now he wants to come back in the NFL. Right? As a starter? No, bro. No. No, man. Once you make a stand, stay there. You feel me? Don't try to come back. That's like, you know what it is, man? It's saying like, yo, I'm going to quit playing basketball. No, this is actually too close of an analogy. That's like saying you're part of like a play, right? A school play or you're an actor or a dance group, whatever type of activity or box or whatever. You decide to quit your gym, your theater group, whatever, because of something wrong that they did. And admittedly, they did something wrong. And then they say, hey, we want you back. We want you back. And you repeatedly say no. And then once they've moved on, right, you decide to come back. How does that look, man? That looks damn stupid and lame. You look like a fool. And that's what Colin Kaepernick looks like when he goes on that podcast saying that he doesn't want to be a backup. He eventually wants to be a starter. Bro, you are 34 years old. You haven't played football, professional football in seven years. There's dudes out there who are defensive linemen who are faster than you right now. Strong, bigger, stronger, faster than you right now and would demolish you. There's dudes who are number one draft picks who are getting benched. Baker Mayfield. There are dudes who are literal MVPs of the league who cannot get on the field. Cam Newton, right? What I'm telling you is this. Colin Kaepernick lost his juice When he decided not to join the XFL, the USFL that's going on right now, and even the CFL, because he would have been open and embraced with open arms in all those leagues, the fan control league. Last week, Terrell Owens at 48 years old caught a touchdown for the fan controlled league because Terrell Owens was willing to play the game. Let me tell you something, man. With sports... It's not just about your talent. It's also about playing the game, bruh. What do I mean by playing the game? That means that you have to be cool with coaches. You have to be cool with owners. And the cherry on top is having talent. 
You feel me? The cherry on top is having some form of youth. Football is not a a touching sport. It's a physical game. And the thing is, it's about also being consistent. You haven't played football in seven years, Colin. You know what I mean? If you want to be an activist, please stick there. You can do more, but you know what? He'll be more impactful if he helps start or helped fund a, a black league. Why not? Why not? I'm sure he would find backers. I'm sure he'd find funding for it. You feel me? You you have Black Lives Matter organization that got $80 million in 2020 uh, just because a black man got killed, George Floyd. Right? I'm pretty sure Colin Kaepernick could make some kind of thing and start his own league if he really wanted to. You have way more power. And for you to diminish yourself, to go back to the same motherfuckers that you ignored and wanted to sue, literally took their money and now you want to join them again, bro, you look goofy as hell. Those are facts. Those are facts. And it pains me to say this because I like Colin. I think he has a good heart. But I think whoever's managing him, whoever is... Uh, on his team when he went on that podcast and said that he wanted to come back to the nfl bro no man from a pr perspective that makes you look goofy as hell and you know what i'm saying I, i'm not look i lean more right wing I, I i think my political ideology is now independent because i used to lean very left wing right but for the super right wing nut jobs crazy jobs you just Put fuel to their flame, man. Where it diminish your entire message. And now that you look flawed, you look hypocritical as hell. Now you're more of a joke. And it pains me to say that. You feel me? Colin Kaepernick could start his own league. And that's my argument, bro. Why join the corrupt NFL that has owners like Zack Snyder, Dan Snyder, that has coaches like John Gruden? <laughs> owners like jerry jones corrupt disgusting mfs and you want to join that shit all just for some money or some glory bro you already received money and glory what else do you want if you want to play football you should have been in the cfl and maybe you could have put that league on fire and guess what would have happened you would have been brought into nfl right away right but niggas don't want to work i'm sorry you want the easy way out and I can't respect that, Colin. But, you know, let's talk about something that's a little more positive, a little more exciting in a sense. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs, bro. NBA playoffs. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs, man. It's really fun this year. It's really, really fun this year. And for me, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm a big LeBron fan. Y'all will notice. I literally made a podcast called Watch the King about Bron. Um... But without LeBron in it, it gives you more of a chance to see the other stars and other teams in the league, right? So, for me, I have, like, little notes about everything. Now, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Now, look, I'm recording this podcast Saturday night, and my Patreon members are going to get it first before anybody else. Patreon people love you. Um, you this is Saturday night. Utah Jazz uh, won their game against the Mavericks. Luka Doncic was back. He snapped. He did really good. But the thing is, the Utah Jazz, I don't have faith in them. They didn't destroy the Mavericks. They only beat them on one point. Not a good look. Not a good. You have Jalen Brunson, who's playing amazing basketball right now. I don't know about Donovan Mitchell, man. I don't know about Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, and that whole Jazz team. They always are good, but they're never good enough. They remind me of the Portland Trailblazers, man. You know? They're great in the regular season. They remind me even of the Raptors back in a few years ago, right? Where, you know, with the Rosen and Lowry, they'd be really, really good in the regular season. But they flop heavy in the playoffs, man. Like, how many second-round exits can you have, bruh? You feel me? Hey, also today, earlier today, you had the Raptors coming back from a 3-0 deficit. They won the game. They were about to get swept. I think it's going to be really interesting because the simple fact is uh, Doc Rivers, the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, has blown three 3-1 leads, man, in his career. Yes, yes. 
He's had three 3-1 leads with the Clippers, with Boston, with all these people, and he's blown them three times. So what does that tell you? That tells you that this dude has a propensity, has a pattern of losing, G. That's what he likes to do, bro. He loses in clutch situations. Now, look, am I saying that the Raptors are going to come back from 3-0? Probably not. Probably not. But they're going against the best coach to be down 3-0. <laughs> And apparently, Don Griffiths is rumored to be the new Lakers coach. Who knows? We're going to see. We're going to see how these refs play these games. Because, you know, Joel Embiid is always going to the line. And I'll take that in. A lot of the Raptors players are injured. Scotty Barnes came back from an injury. Rookie of the year, by the way. Let go. Uh, came back from an injury. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I still think that, uh, you know, Philly wins this. But you have Doc Rivers and James Harden on the 76ers, so anything is possible. We literally have seen Harden and the Houston Rockets uh, miss 33s in a game-clinching game. Like, come on. Like, anything is possible with these two guys, man. It's like, you know, expect the worst. Point blank, period. But we'll say this. Brooklyn Nets, man. Brooklyn are down two games. James not James Harden, my bad, Kevin Durant is getting locked up, he's playing some of the worst basketball he's played in any playoffs, because the Celtics have amazing defense, and as I'm recording this podcast, Celtics are up 75-72 in the third quarter with a minute left, 15 minutes, I'm telling you right now, if the Celtics win, they're going to sweep the Nets, if the Celtics win this game, they're going to sweep the Nets, I'm just keeping it real. This is Saturday, uh, April 23rd. If the Celtics win this game three, they're going to sweep the Nets. And I'm telling you it's because the Nets don't have defense. Okay? When your best defender on your starting five is goddamn Kevin Durant, you have a problem, bro. Houston, we have an MFM problem. If If your best defender... And now, I'm going to say this. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now. Let's be real. But he is not a two-way player, bro. He's not. He's not Giannis. He's not Kawhi. He's not going to get you a lot of steals or blocks. No. But he's going to be that physical presence in the post. But let's be real, bro. He's not a great defender, bro. He's not known for defense. Now, if he focused on it, I think he'd be great at it. But he's not known for that. If he's your best defender, you have issues, man. You have Jason Tatum scoring at will. Jalen Brown scoring at will. Marcus Smart had a 20-point game. You know what I'm saying? I think it was game one. This is looking ugly. What's really ugly is the Timberwolves blowing a 26 lead to the Grizzlies. Now, the Grizzlies are playing tonight at 10 p.m. It's going to be a fun game. But, man, these are young, two young, hungry teams. But... Timberwolves blowing a 26-point lead shows you that they're a young-minded team, bro. They are have swings on and off. Now, look, I personally think the Grizzlies should win these series. And let's see what happens, right? But Timberwolves ain't going, ain't just going to bow down like some, some bitches, you know? Like, keep in mind that, you know, uh, what's his name? The the, the big ass dude. <laughs> I always forget his name. I always I always trip out on his name. But anyways, I'll say it like this. I say it like this. I say that Anthony Edwards is the key to the to the Timberwolves winning. He's the key. These are just facts. If Anthony as if Ant goes crazy, they're gonna win the series. But there's another guy on the other team called uh Jamarant. Okay. Who's going to go even more mud every game. He's crazy, right? So we'll see what happens. For me, I think the Bulls and Bucks series is pretty much done. Giannis just hit that corner and said, hey, I'm just going to take over, right? Now, look, I don't give credit to the Bulls and, and DeRozan for fighting. You know, DeRozan had a 40-point game a few nights ago, and that means that he has fight. And so does the entire Bulls team. But God damn it, man. Giannis is a defending NBA champion, defending NFL fin- NBA finals MVP. I like you think he's going to he's going to let y'all just just come in and win. No, man. In the first round. No. Look, I think if Lonzo was in the series, it would make a big difference because Lonzo is a difference maker, especially on this Bulls team. 
I, I think they were like they were like second or third place when Lonzo was healthy. Uh, Zach Levine was was on point, and DeRozan was making MVP uh, considerations. We gonna see though. We gonna see though. We, we will see how that goes. But I I I expect this to be nine and five. Bucks gonna win it. Now look, the Suns. Let's talk about the Suns now. Uh, Booker is not available, right? Booker's out with a hamstring for about two games. Suns were able to win yesterday, 114 to 111, but these games are getting close. They're getting very, very close. Now, let me tell you something, right? I'm just shocked that the Pelicans are even in this, man. I'm even shocked that the Pelicans are still in this, bro. That's a testament to the coaching that the Pelicans have. And that's really a testament to Brandon Ingram, man. This dude has been putting up 30-point games here and there, especially in the play-in. 30-point games left and right. You feel me? And he's proven that he's coming on as a leader. I wish the Lakers had actually invested in this dude. Larry Nance Jr. has came up big. You know what I'm saying? C.J. McCollum is C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum is always going to have you in there. You probably won't win with him, <laughs> like the championship, but he's always going to have you in there because he's a competitor. He's a hooper. He's a bucket. You feel me? But this all hinges on Booker coming back, right? Because DeAndre Ayton can't go 28 points and 17 rebounds on a consistent basis. Chris Paul, as great as he is, he's not going to go 28 points and 14 assists on a consistent basis. I'm telling you, Booker, Devin Booker can go... Uh, 30 points and five assists on a very consistent basis. Real talk. He was in MVP talks, right? So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, that the Suns are going to win this series. I think it might go six games. I think the Pelicans have one more game left in them. And I think Brandon Ingram is the reason. I think Brandon Ingram could go off for 40. He's that talented and that good at basketball. He's that good at hooping. We'll see what happens. Right for me, I think the Suns are gonna make it out of the West. People are saying the Warriors, it is what it is, but the Warriors are about to sweep the Nuggets. Let's just be real right now. They're up three zero. Jordan Poole is balling out of control. Steph Curry seems to be healthy, right? And as I look at their previous game, right, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. The Warriors won one eighteen to one thirteen, right? Warriors are looking deadly, man. Steph had a 27-point game. Jordan Poole had a 27-point game. Klay Thompson had 26. Like, how are you stopping that? Like, how you... And, and, you know, people forget this, but Andrew Wiggins is an all-star, by the way. Andrew Wiggins can give him buckets, too. Right? So, I say it like this, right? Joe Kitch is probably going to win MVP. Him or Embiid, but they're probably going to go to Joe Kitch, right? But... Ultimately, bruh, they're going to get swept. The Nuggets are going to get swept. Now, look, I personally think if Jamal Murray was around, it wouldn't go like this. I think they actually could win with Jamal Murray on there, but he's not there. Jokic had 37 points, you feel me, and got damn 18 rebounds, five is Like, come on, man. Video game numbers. Insane, Right? But y'all are going to get swept. And I think that could influence how he's viewed, you know what I'm saying, as a potential legend in the game. He's having a run similar to Steve Nash. You remember when Steve Nash was killing it with uh, Phoenix back in the day? Steve Nash was not the best player. It was Kobe. But Steve Nash was balling out of control. Never got to the championship, though. Never took that final step of going to the finals and winning. And that's how Jokic's legacy is kind of looking right now. Fantastic center. Amazing. But can you will your team to a championship? LeBron did it for years. Kobe did it for years. And that's why they're looked upon as some of the greatest of all time. Of course they had teammates. Of course they had great coaches. Of course they had organizations. But God damn it, bro. Winning MVP and not getting that ring? That's different, G. That's why Giannis, that's why the whole NBA world pretty much was happy for Giannis last year because Giannis was getting MVPs, all these awards, all these recognitions, but he needed that cherry on top, which was a chip. 
and he was able to do that. But yo, let's talk about the ones who's actually gonna win the chip, which is the Miami Heat. Yeah, my team. Let's stop capping. Miami Heat. Um, you know, by some strange reason, Trey Young was able to f- squeeze a win for uh, Atlanta last night, but that was a fluke. That was a fluke because they were gonna lose. They were gonna lose. Point blank period. They were gonna catch that L, but it is what it is. I give Atlanta and especially Trey Young a lot of props for having heart because they are clearly a worse team. This ends in five. It ends in five games, but I will salute Trey Young's spirit. You know what I mean? And, and I think the Trey Young has that Jokic type potential where he could win an MVP. But Trey Young has to go above and beyond and take his team to a championship. And I think that, you know, Jimmy Butler did that a few years ago with the bubble. Unfortunately, uh, Goran Dragic was injured. Bam Adebayo was injured. And it was a bunch of baby Miami Heat uh, with Jimmy Butler versus a seasoned LeBron James and a surprisingly healthy AD. Very surprising. He was supposed to lose that game, um, that series, but he took it to six games, which I respect Jimmy Buckets for. I just wish that he would be a lot, be a lot more selfish, and pass less. But last night's game, if he had passed uh, to PJ Tucker in the post, PJ gets that game-winning layup, he wins. But um, that's what all the times he could have been less selfish, because that corner three was so off, it was not going in. You know what I mean. We'll see what happens. I personally predict, like I said before, Miami Heat is going to win all of this. But we'll see what happens. This NBA playoffs is really, really fun. Let me know what y'all y'all think. And uh, we're we going to end it up like this. We're going to end it up the right way. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. I yes, I am. Gang, gang. Okay, I'll confess I am. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get undressed. I am. Okay, cool. You want sunset? Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Love y'all. Appreciate everybody who's been here. Y'all give this podcast five stars. Check out the Patreon. Check out the YouTube. I love y'all. Hold it down. Let go. Let go low.